0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. God's strength is made known in our weaknesses. Difficulties and the struggles of life is where God shows His power and His love for mankind, most particularly. St. Paul says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. The Lord's words to St. Paul, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Continually look at these uh, words of St. John Chrysostom from his commentary on Romans. And we know that all things work for good to them that love God. St. John's comments on this are, Now we speak of all things, he mentions, even the things that seem painful. For should even tribulation or poverty or imprisonment or famines or deaths or anything else whatsoever come upon us, God is able to change all these things into the opposite. For this is quite an instance of His unspeakable power. His making things seemingly painful to be lightsome to us and turning them into that which is helpful to us. And so He does not say that them that love God no grievance approach, but that it works together for good. That is to say that He uses the grievous things themselves to make the person so plotted against approved." Wow. You know, life throws us curveballs. You know what a curveball is? It's a ball that looks like it's going there, and it goes there. It goes zip. Watch the World Series, you saw a bunch of great curveballs in the World Series ball goes there and it goes this way it it looks like it's coming this way and it goes this way life is that way and a lot of those curveballs are painful they're they're unexpected tribulations and difficulties that come at us so and god and god is saying to us that this is where my power is made strong this is where in your weakness in these moments this is where it works this is where god counts we really have to kind of grab onto to that, because in those times we tend to fall into despair and feel like somehow God has deserted us, that God is not present with us, when in fact He is the most present there, He is most powerfully present there. So my encouragement is that when we come to these times that, that we hear what the Lord, what St. Paul heard from the Lord. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. My power is made perfect in weakness. So, what then should life be? If if that's the goal, if if we are to step into this life, this Christian life, how should it be described? St. Paul describes it in Romans 14 this way. For the kingdom of God is not food and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. What are those characteristics? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Oh, except if you're having trouble. Oh, no, it doesn't say that. Righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. That's our life. That's what God has given to us. That's how He is in, When we're in Him and we... And he, when He's in us and we're in Him, that's how it works. Righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. Are you encouraged? Yes. Say yes. Yes. <laughs> that's it. That the stuff that comes at us is there to draw us near to God, to to bring us closer to God. Not to bemoan life and to get all upset and despairing, but to draw us near to God. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect. My power is made perfect in your weakness. Righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. That's our life. I remember Father Alexander Schmemann said one time. He says, "He said, you know, Father Nicholas. Well, I didn't say it to me. He said it to all of us. He said, uh, he said, you know, Christians without joy are really not true Christians. Because that's it. That's it. Joy. God is in me. All things work for good. What can man do to me?" God is my helper. His power is made perfect in my weakness. Wow. What is equivalent to this life against which nothing can be done? Wow. I'm encouraged. <laughs> so. Where do we go in this righteousness, joy, and peace? I I just want to cover a couple ideas here because I think we have to have kind of a positive sense. It's just like don't go there, but we have to go here. So it's a very interesting context in which this is written and this which which St. Paul writes to Romans. Let me read the context and then we'll comment just a few uh, uh, on these these characteristics. I know that I am convinced by the Lord Jesus that there is not... There's nothing unclean of itself, but nothing un. I'll start again. I know and am convinced by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him considers anything to be unclean to him. It is unclean. If your brother is grieved because of your food, you do no longer walk in love. Do not destroy with your food the one whom Christ died for. Therefore, do not let your goods be spoken as of evil. For the kingdom of God is not food and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. This is said in the context of the church. This is said in the context of the church community, of the Christian community. So, what he's saying here is that That if I'm doing something, even something good that offends my brother, I should be careful of that. I should be careful of that. Even if I say something to him that's right and that he needs to hear. And it's going to offend him, what should I do? Not say it. I'll find another way. I'll pray. I'll wait. Don't do things that offend others. That's what he's saying here. And so we live then in this righteousness, joy, and peace of the Holy Spirit. It's not about food and drink. It's about being sensitive to each other. So let let me, in that, encourage us, encourage me. So righteousness, what's that mean to us in the church community? To do the right thing, to do good things for each other. To do good things for each other. You know that there are people in this community that need you. Need a phone call. Need a word. Need a pat on the back. You all know people like that. So what should you do? Call them. Pat them on the back. Write them a letter. Say hello to them. That's righteousness. That's righteousness. And you know what that brings to them? A little joy. A little joy. A smile, a pat on the back, a, how are you doing? Not like Father Jack Sparks, by the way. Because he used to say this. This is reminding me of this. He used to say to everybody, who could I say I'll say to Father Jim. Father Jim, you're looking better. (laughs) What does that mean? You're looking better. That's how he greeted everybody all the time. (laughs) That brought confusion, not joy. Father Jim, you're looking great. Yeah, okay. You're looking better. (laughs) Woo! Okay. Righteousness, so for each other. And this is probably the most important righteous act we do, and that's to forgive each other. You know, we have a fairly intimate group of people here. We have a lot of contact with each other. And you know when you have contact with each other, you're probably stepping on each other's toes. Maybe even more than that. Sometimes it's really hard. The church community and all of us in all our lives, we need to be forgiving. And we need to jump on that virtue, that activity, quickly. Not let anything circle in us, not a resentment build up, not an anger build up, but to jump right in to be forgiving, right away. Practice it. Practice it quickly. Get rid of the stuff. That's a righteous act, and it brings joy into the community. So righteousness, peace. How do we live in peace in, this, in, our, in our lives with each other. I'm just going to make a real short comment here because we're moving into the church and we're talking about how we're going to use it, where people are going to be, and it's getting really exciting. The one thing we have to be very careful of and that this war is against peace, it's pride of opinion. Now, you can have an opinion. In fact, raise your hand if you've got one. That's what I thought. Just don't stick pride to it. Because as soon as pride attaches to opinion, then it's like, then you're in a war with somebody. And that takes away from peace. We can talk through anything. We can get through anything. We can work through everything with the help of God if we don't attach pride to our opinions. So just just as a side note there, The one thing I would like to encourage you in regard to peace is become people of thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Just get into a habit of thanking God. At some point in the day in your prayers, or at some point I've had people that really struggle with despair to begin a thanksgiving journal. And every day you write down five things you're thankful for. It's such a blessing. It brings great peace to your soul. It lifts you up. It's an incredible spiritual action. I really want you to grab onto that and understand that God has blessed us and you with so many things. Well, And we all have struggles. But we all have so many more blessings. So begin to, to look at that and really grab to thanking God at some point in the day, try to pause and just be thankful. And now, joy in this life. What what is this joy? All things work for good. You know, we sometimes see joy. Uh, we want it to be. We want to be happy or blessed. Happy. We want it to be happy. We want it to be fulfilled. We want all these things. What is real joy? Joy is being in Christ, in all circumstances, because that joy is kind of it's deep. It's, it's deep inside of us, and it does not get affected by the external circumstances. In fact, if the external circumstances get worse, guess what? Ha- what? Guess what happens to the internal joy? It increases. And Mother, Mother Melania, one time, some lady came to me and said, uh, Father, how do, you, what, how do you get joy? And I said, so go ask Mother Melania. And Mother Melania says, you know, the only way I think you really get true joy is through sorrow. It, you have to, it has to be a deep joy. It's, it's, you're in Christ. Christ is in you. What can man do to me? What's equivalent to this life against which nothing can be done? This unity with Christ, nothing can be, nothing can take this away. Nothing can separate me from God. That's deep, true joy. And if you do something that affects me, it drives me deeper into that spot. So I touch joy even more deeply. So we have to be a little careful of joy equaling happiness, but joy really... Understanding the fact that joy is an is a uh, a function of our of our unity with God, that deep unity in all circumstances. So may God help us, and may we see that our that grace His grace is sufficient for us, and His power is made perfect in our weakness. And may we, as a church community, in this effort, with the help of God, be righteous. Practice peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Amen.